0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right. uh, It seems that uh, the prime minister uh, can't keep himself out of the uh, ethics office. And uh, once again, we have a scenario where... Ethically, we're questioning the Prime Minister's office and how they are running things. Uh, third time out for uh, the Prime Minister. This time, it's uh, centering around the WE Charity. The WE Charity scandal continues. Uh, the Prime Minister saying that he should have recused himself from the decision uh, to pick WE for the student grant program. Uh, but then uh, this has all come out, and uh, he's, uh, he's changed his stance, obviously. Here's what the Prime Minister had to say. He apologized, actually. Remember when we used to talk about how he never did that? Uh, Now he has apologized uh, for what has happened and uh, the whole We Charity scandal. I made a mistake in not recusing myself immediately from the discussions given uh, our family's history. And I'm sincerely sorry about not having done that. But when it came to this organization and this program, the involvement that I'd had in the past and that my family has uh, should have had me remove myself from those discussions. And I'm sorry that I didn't. I'm particularly sorry because uh, not only has it created unnecessary controversy and, uh, and issues, uh, it also means that young people who are facing a difficult time right now, getting summer jobs, contributing to their communities, are going to have to wait a little longer before getting those opportunities to serve. And that's frustrating. All right, that's the Prime Minister talking uh, about uh, the WE uh, charity scandal and his apology for it. Let's bring in Michael Tobe, Troy Media syndicated columnist, contributor to the Washington Times, former speechwriter for Stephen Harper. He is with us now. Michael, thank you for the time. Hope you're doing well.
1: I am. Hope you're doing well, too.
0: Uh, Michael, there was a time when we always would uh, we would always say that, gee, all, all the Prime Minister needs to do is apologize here, and in that clip we played, I think we heard sorry three times. Is this a yeah. change of tone for the Prime Minister?
1: Not really. I mean, he's unfor- he's apologized for other things as well. Sometimes it's taken him longer to do that, as we saw, say, with NSC-Loblin, uh, even with the Aga Khan affair. I mean, he has been brought forward uh, twice to the ethics commissioner and found, I wouldn't say guilty because it's not a court of law, but found in contravention with proper ethics rulings in this country on two occasions. No other prime minister has even been found guilty once. And um, this will be without question now the third time that he goes before the ethics commissioner i mean i can predict pretty easily that he'll be found you know found negligent yet again how many times do we have to keep doing this how many times do we have to keep looking at these these controversies these things that pop up and just start to realize that this prime minister for whatever good some people feel he has whatever bad some people he feel he has he just sort of does things on the fly as he sees fit, and he really does not pay direct attention to the rules. Because if he had, this, we wouldn't be doing this for a third time. If he had, he wouldn't have to apologize profusely. And if he had, I don't think pe- I think people would have actually listened to it, considered it, and maybe even accepted it. Whereas now, Scott, after three times of this, and based on the fact of what we've seen in terms of the Trudeau family and the way that they're interwoven in the we charity, you can't, uh, you can't accept the apology. How could you?
0: All right. I got to play devil's advocate here. Uh, what's the problem? It's a charity. It's a charity that uh, various political stripes uh, support. It's not like he's doing something like life, life or death here. It, it, it's a, it's a great youth charity. Are, are you making a mountain out of a mohill here?
1: It's not about the charity. It's about what happened directly with the charity. The charity itself is perfectly fine. I mean, we know that obviously there are issues within it because the the two Kyle Burgers have been covered by CBC, CTV, Global, I believe as well, all three major networks have exposed certain problems that are within the charity itself from former employees. So that comes down to an issue of problems within the mechanism itself, and that obviously is bad. We charity the basic purpose of We Charity is perfectly fine. And I think most people would say that. It does some good work. No one questions that. It's not the issue of We Charity. It's the issue of the Trudeau family creating favours. And not just Justin Trudeau, a number of his ministers. And yes, I know that some critics of, well, critics of the opposition, primarily the Conservatives, have gone back and found Images, messages, and other things related to, say, conservative leadership candidate Peter McKay and others who have actually said good things about it or have had either they've either appeared at the organization in some capacity or family members have. Okay, that's fine. But that doesn't necessarily disqualify them from making nice comments about the charity as they're as they want to be. And as well, it does not dismiss what has happened here when you consider the fact that. Three members of Justin Trudeau's family, the prime minister of this country, have been paid for speaking appearances, including an enormous amount of money to his mother, Margaret Trudeau, in the neighborhood of 250000 plus fees that she had to pay for her agent for saying them up. And yes, I know they were multiple appearances, but they are way more in the first place than most people earn from speaking engagements, no matter how prominent they are. And secondly, she was paid by a charity. I have spoken for private organizations. Perhaps you have as well, Scott. I even once spoke in front of a charity. The private organizations I charge for is how much I charge the charity for my speaking engagement. Nothing. Because that's what you do. Because that's the moral, and and this is a hard one for the prime minister, the ethical thing to do. And I don't think people truly understand that.
0: (laughs) How, How would other charities react to this?
1: I think that... In fairness, no matter how the charity leans ideologically, and most of them, you know, at least in practice, do not do so because they realize that if they lean too far to the left or too far to the right, they're going to alienate the other side. The whole goal of the charity is obviously to bring people together, to bring ideas together, to discuss things in forums, meetings, conferences, etc. So I think a lot of charities are going to be looking at this, and, and why they won't necessarily change the way they run on a day-to-day operational value, they may actually sit back and say, are we too close to a particular leader or a particular political party or a particular organization? And if that is the case, one, should we make some sort of a a break or division to ensure that it doesn't look like we're always in the back pockets of that individual? Or two, should we bring other people into the mix who may have a different point of view or value than we have to ensure that all ideas are heard, all ideas are discussed, and there's more opinion, more discussion, more intellectual discourse by nature that's occurring at the ground level. So I think a lot of charities are looking at this Scott and saying to themselves that not necessarily that we need to change today, but we may better start at least the process or get the process going to start the change or have change occur in the future
0: uh when the prime minister was uh giving his apology he said he was really uh, concerned upset about uh the fact that these programs were now canceled and these kids who had planned on these the students that had planned on this uh would lose out does that alleviate the pressure does that add pressure
1: no it, it's it's basically just a tactic he's just trying to spin it in a different direction trying to make it less about himself, although he's obviously apologized three times, as you correctly pointed out, <clears throat> and, he's all, and he's trying to say that because of what the opposition parties have done, they have taken away the jobs from the children. He always pushes it in a different direction. In fact, all three ethics violations, because since it's quite clear he's going to go the third time, this is a violation, have always been geared towards something else. You know, you know it hurts business, or it hurts our communities, or it hurts our children, It's never about him, and that, you know, may amuse people because they obviously feel that most politicians, or at least the theory is that they're egotistical and it's all about them, which, you know, in some cases is true, in some cases it's false, and then it's a mix and match of both, but yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that he's making it all about that. Yes, it is unfortunate that those jobs have been lost, but at the same time, if the Liberals hadn't shown preferential treatment... If the prime minister hadn't said that, you know, the We Charity was the only organization in Canada that could handle this task, which I must say to you, and I don't have a laundry list sitting in front of me, Scott, that is utter nonsense. He could have found someone else. If he had put a contract to tender, other organizations or individuals would have proposed something. They would have had a list of things that they could do. And you might have found, ha ha, that someone else could have done it. It was the fact, unfortunately, that the Trudeau family, at least three members of it, were linked in some way, shape, or form, plus a number of his cabinet ministers. And I hate to say it, there are probably others that we don't know about yet, but, well, I I think we'll eventually find out at some point. So, yeah, it is unfortunate the children are hurt, but the children that have been hurt should actually look to this federal government and see the real reason, the primary reason, and in many cases, the only reason why they were hurt.
0: You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Will this resonate does it resonate with Canadians especially during a pandemic? You know, how does this play politically? The block leader today came out and said that Trudeau should step aside and put mm-hmm. uh, the deputy in, in in charge until this is uh, resolved. Your thoughts.
1: You know, it's a tough one. I mean, obviously the global pandemic is of greater importance to most people because it affects it can affect them directly. And it may be affecting them directly right now. It's something that we have to live with. It's something that we worry about or deal with on a daily basis. So naturally, that's where our primary focus is going to be. I would imagine that liberal spin doctors and the prime minister's office are hoping that the WE charity, although it has certainly... Con- continued on much longer in the news cycle than a lot of issues do. Typically, an issue lasts one to three days. This has gone way past that and doesn't seem to be settling down or doesn't or won't settle down any- anytime soon. Um, I think they're hoping it'll disappear because of the global pandemic, because of COVID-19. But it's up to the opposition parties to keep this issue alive. And that's why the block leader has spoken out. That's why Andrew Shearer of the Tories has spoken out. That's why Jagmeet Singh of the NDP will speak out if you know, and more often if he needs to. The Greens will, others will too, because that's the only way it remains in the news cycle. If all of the focus is placed in one area, as important as it is to our safety and security in our world, then yes, you can get rid of this issue pretty fast. But the fact that it's actually still floating along. And picking up headlines and being covered by the media and being discussed by opposition parties and most importantly being talked about by average Canadians in the midst of COVID-19 means that this is a major issue and it's not going to go away anytime soon.
0: How will the younger generation view this specifically the students who are affected by this you know because obviously this organization is sold to the kids as no one gets paid Uh, how are they going to view this now?
1: How are the younger people going to view it? Yes. I think a lot of younger people will probably be of two minds. I mean, the ones who are obviously directly affected will be frustrated, furious, and will, quote-unquote, lash out in different directions. Some will lash out the federal government for putting them in this quandary in the first place. Others will lash out the opposition parties for revealing this, even though it should have been revealed in the first place. And others will be sort of in the middle those that are indirectly affected which i think is basically the the broader swath of young people i think a lot of them are going to have to if i were advising them they would have to think about this issue and you know i'm not in the best position to advise them because obviously i'm ideologically consistent i'm you know and i'm a conservative intellectual that's where i stand on the spectrum or just a small c conservative if you want it doesn't matter what you call me That's where I lean. So obviously my point of view and my bias is obvious. I think for a lot of them, no matter where they sit on the political spectrum or where they don't sit on the political spectrum, as we know, a lot of young people are not fascinated by politics. They don't have strong ideological views. They're just basically trying to survive day to day and find their way in the world. I think they have to look at this federal government and sort of see that the model or the creation of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau as this liberal, progressive, feminist, you throw in the the term that you want. He's tried to make himself everything that progressives would see as a political darling. And I think a lot of them, they're very intelligent. They should sit back. They should look at these things. Look at the controversies that this government's been involved in. Look at the fact that the federal deficit is reported to go up to $343.2 billion at the end of this fiscal year. And consider that, and say to themselves, even though some of the ideas that Justin Trudeau may match my own in terms of the way children look at life, is he really the best option for this country? Is he really the most politically viable? Or have I just not been looking at this properly? Because when all these things come up, I mean, at some point you have to put it all together. All the controversies, three instances of blackface. Um, the federal deficit just going awry, even though we sort of know why it's happening. But it was even higher. It was 90 to 100 billion dollars above what most people had predicted. And now you're looking at what's happening at the We Charity. I mean, you know, you could put it in front of any PR communication specialist in politics, no matter the ideological stripe. I think they would realize it's a hard selling point for Canadians. And it'll definitely be a hard-selling point for Canadian youth, even if they like a lot of the ideas that Justin Trudeau has.
0: So in regard to the WE Charity and the Prime Minister's involvement, what should happen now moving forward? Uh, Obviously, opposition uh, wants this to, to take a certain path. What should happen now?
1: Well, without question, it should go to the Ethics Commissioner and a ruling has to be made. So that's one thing, but we've already talked about that, and that's obvious. I think what also has to obviously happen is... Whatever We Charity is able to do going forward, they have to ensure that they don't look like they're in the back pocket of a particular party, or as the Kyle Burgers were recently revealed, or was reported anyways, actually donated money directly (laughs) to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in his campaign. I believe what it was in 2013 when he was running for leader, I think they found that they both uh... gave a donation of the maximum in both cases and again you can support who you want in private but if you're running a charity you have to be non-political you have to be non-ideological you have to be focused on whatever the mandate of the charity is and nothing else so that those are two those are several things that could work and one other thing that i think would be very logical is that they have to start to invite other voices. Not just right-leaning voices, but other voices. A much broader and more diverse group of people, because even though there have been conservatives who've spoken there, and I'm sure others have spoken there, the fact that it's now so heavily tied to the Liberal Party, whether that's fair or unfair, is now in the public mindset. For that reason, they have to broaden the tent. They have to open it up more They have to ensure that they're not, as I said before, not linked with anything directly or indirectly as well. You have to operate like a charity day to day. So that's what they have to do. And for the Liberal Party and for the Liberal government, I think they really have to have a serious rethink. When, of their entire cabinet, as they were asked the question by uh, Merica Walsh of, uh, of the Globe and Mail, you know, what they did or did not know about the Trudeau family's involvement with We Charity, only one minister out of the 34 spoke out to her, and that was Mark Garneau, the minister of transport, who deserves credit for having spoken out, even though all he said was, I'm, you know, his office said he wasn't aware of anything. The fact that everyone's hiding behind the issues of cabinet confidence or just fear, so they're just remaining silent during this thing. Honestly, I think that that party needs to do a serious rethink, hold a cabinet meeting, a caucus meeting, something. And try to figure out where to go forward, because if this is the man that they want to run with in another election, especially in a minority government, which is always tenuous and can fall at any point in time, even though it's a little bit less likely during COVID nineteen because they're not meeting on a daily basis, in excuse me, in Ottawa, I think they really have to start to think, look at the helm of their leadership, and say to themselves, we may have been attracted to Justin Trudeau as a political leader. We may have been attracted to his message, which allowed us to run as MPs and then sit as cabinet ministers, backbenchers, etc. Mm. But maybe he really isn't the right person for the job. Maybe we need someone who's more clean, who's more transparent, and who, frankly, is more open about the day-to-day process and how to run government and how to run a country. Because, quite clearly, this prime minister is failing and failing Mm. miserably. Well, Michael, like to keep showing that Stephen Harper did this and that. Stephen Harper's been out of power for five years, ladies and gentlemen. That's my old friend, Bob. He's not in politics anymore. You've got The focus is on you now.
0: Michael Tobe has been with us. Troy Media syndicated columnist, contributor to The Washington Times. Michael, as always, thank you so much. Be well. My pleasure. Have a good week. The Scott Thompson Show. Weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news